Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Glory Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. And I'm glad you're here today because we're going to talk about Christmas, and we're going to talk about beauty in Christmas. I'm going to, one more time, uh, talk about created beauty, broken beauty, and promised beauty, and, and look for those different categories of beauty in the account of Christmas. Now, I want to read Luke 2, verses 1 uh, through 20 for you. And so it's a little bit of a longer reading, so let's jump right in. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first, this is the first registration took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby, wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. So, thinking about those categories of, of beauty and uh, uh, created beauty, broken beauty, and promised beauty, where do you see those at play in this account? When I read it, one of the first places I want to go is right in those first verses, I think we see a bit of, of broken beauty. Um, we see uh, the hidden love of God revealed um, against the horrors of evil in this world leading to trust and suffering love. Now, if you remember, those first couple verses were about Caesar Augustus and the whole world being registered. And, you know, this was the first time that there was a census during the, the um, governorship of Quirinius. Um, sometimes our dealing with the government can be burdensome. It can be difficult, and it certainly was for Mary and Joseph at this point in Mary's pregnancy. 
but God used this census to take his son from Nazareth up in the north of Israel and bring him down south to Bethlehem. And in so doing, fulfilled the scripture uh, prophecies from Micah, talking about how Bethlehem would be the place where the Messiah would be born. And, and so this, this evil that happened to Mary and Joseph at the hands of the government actually ends up working out to bring about the birth of the Messiah in the place where it had been prophesied he would be born. And so Mary and Joseph trusted God's word and they did what they had to do. And I don't know whether they knew it or not, but that God fulfilled his prophecy. He fulfilled his promise through these actions and his work in history. Now, I think that there's a couple other places that we can look for created beauty in there. And, and one of them might be really obvious. A baby was born. Uh, uh, babies are beautiful and wonderful. They're gifts from God. And Jesus was a gift from God in, in a whole different level. Um, when we see babies, we see life um, in the face of, of death. And when we look at this particular baby, his life and his death will become our life and our salvation. So there's an amazing beauty in these events. Uh, we, we, we definitely see that in, uh, in conjunction with the, the decay of this world. And this is how God brings new life about. And uh, uh, there is an aching awe when we look at, at little ones, and particularly at this little one, when we look at Jesus uh, and that's probably a little bit connected to that third category of the now, not yet, uh, that promised beauty, because he will go about the work that's necessary to win our salvation. Now, another kind of, of, um, of created beauty that is part of this account that I, I don't know, we always think about it in this way or think about them in this way. Um, I'm talking about the angels, uh, the angels are creatures, and they show up with this glorious message, and it talks about the glory of the Lord shining around them. And when that happens, the the, the shepherds experience a, a, a terror. They, they fear a great fear. Um, and when we think about created beauty in the sense of aching awe, um, when people come into contact with the beauty of, of the angelic, the beauty of holiness, uh, it usually leads to some kind of an experience of terror. And I'm going to classify that as, as a type of aching awe, uh, that there is this break that says, um, I'm not everything that I ought to be. And my experience of this holy angel forces that upon me. And as he does this with good news, of God's love and forgiveness, there there is a uh, a longing for the reconciliation of the division between God and humanity, which is exactly why Jesus was born, to reconcile us to God. And again, we can return to some broken beauty as we think about the Savior lying in the manger. We see uh, the King of the universe, the the eternal, everlasting God coming in human flesh uh, and he is 
placed in, in a feed trough. That, that juxtaposition, it, it's, it's a brokenness. This is evil. This is wrong that God should have to lie in a feed trough. And yet, uh, he's showing suffering love for us in those actions. And he is revealing the love of God to us by allowing himself to be laid in that manger. And with that suffering love, there, there's a promised beauty that's connected to this. Because the shepherds go out and they start, they start telling the good news that they've heard that the Messiah has been born. They've seen this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes just as the angels told them. Now, Jesus hasn't even died yet. And they're going around and telling people that the Savior has come. You know, they told everybody. They returned glorifying God. And Mary takes all of these things and she treasures them in her heart. She has them all now. The shepherds, they have the message now. Even though they haven't experienced the fullness of it yet. And in courageous hope, Mary meditates on these things. And in courageous hope, the shepherds tell people the good news. Christ, the Savior, is born. The Messiah has come. So, a little bit more beauty. Uh, I, I, hope, I hope this helps you think through uh, how God reveals himself to us, how he opens us to experience his love and his good news by beautiful things that take place in the scriptures, by beautiful things that happen in the life of our Savior and the, the people who God worked through in the scriptures. Um, if this was helpful for you, like it and share it. Um, just a, a heads up, there will not be a uh, weekly word between Christmas and uh, New Year, uh, but we're going to come back in January with something a little bit different. Um, some people have been working on some questions to stump the pastor. Uh, I will play the part of the pastor and we'll see what kind of questions we get and how quickly and well I can answer them. Uh, have a Merry Christmas, and a blessed New Year, and we'll see you in 2024.